Well, hello there. You're listening to On Air with Adrian. This is an uncensored podcast. Join me as I explore exceptional cocktails, culinary delights, lifestyle trends, and inspiring personalities, and how they shape our daily lives. Now, before we get started, grab yourself a drink and join me on this incredible journey. Location, I'm actually in my old hood down Belester Road. My next guest actually used to live the road across from me. Now I've moved because inflation is real and I move house every year. Arathon Gray, head bartender at Tippling Club. Someone I actually hang around with a lot. I love going to his bar, love hanging out with him, going out, getting really fucked up at the same time. And uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast. How are you? Very good. So let's uh, start this conversation off by uh, a pressing topic or issue. Why do you have, and this is talk of the town, right? People say you have one of the best resting bitch faces out there. They're very intimidating. And I keep saying, guys, go talk to him because he's not that scary. I don't know. I was just born with it, I guess. Uh, It's very funny because growing up, I always had this comment or feedback from like my peers and colleagues, like especially starting from internship back in poly when I was interning at Universal Studios. And obviously people that go there, they want to be happy and got to have a certain type of face, you know, when greeting people. But I guess when I'm at work now, I'm like very focused and very serious about what I'm doing. I want to do it well. So probably I have my default face on and I just seem very unapproachable. People always call me owl face or quite face or i even been called uh you know that dum dum that statue oh, from yeah, the night yeah, in the yeah, museum yeah. yeah i i that is kind of like my like you know if you scan the qr code on instagram to follow somebody that mm. is that function right i put the emoji background is a stone <laughs> statue because i guess that's my face i don't know i've just been called that before dum dum you want gum gum yeah <laughs> That guy. But uh, you are very chilled out, as we all know. Yeah, I, I feel like to think I'm a nice guy. Yeah, you definitely are. 100%. Um, bar community here, very strong. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about the guest shifts in just a bit. When you took over from Andy Ludon as head bartender, you almost thrown straight into the deep end. Had to go to Bangkok, represent Tipling, was on the 50 best list. Yeah. Came back, launched a new menu, dealt with multiple people leaving your bar. Uh, let's be honest, you have a small team. Yeah. But with quite a few people since then who've left. Now, how do you deal with these situations? Because staffing is a major issue in Singapore, particularly Mm -hmm. the F&B industry post-pandemic. How do you sort of solve this crisis? Leading up to the management position that uh, was very uh, graciously offered by Chef Ryan last year, um, I've always had good mentorship, especially from Chef himself. Andrew himself was a great mentor in terms of bartending mindset, uh, the ethos behind making drinks and I think growing up as well I've got a lot of huge figures to thank for inspirational figures uh, I've always been in the kind of a team setting if I may it's like from school I was in scouts I was also holding a leadership position back then uh, secondary school I was in the band which is a huge team as well about 150 people at one point of time and I was our assistant drum major for about two years sec 3 and sec 4 and then in poly I was in the cheerleading team So I've always been sort of a team setting and always been holding leadership, coaching or captain style positions. So it's not a very foreign territory in terms of uh, managing people for me. I I guess I have that going for me because sometimes like people, they fall into leadership positions. They just don't know what to do and they probably, you know, suffocated by power or rather they they just don't know what to do with all these these things and they they make calls that, you know, are just not right or they're not showing a good example. So it's quite sad to see that some bosses are like that, but it's just because, I mean, they are bosses because of performance. It's not 
because of how they are as a person. Now it's pretty much my first time, you know, as adulthood, as a career and having a management position. It's very new, very alien to me at first as well to deal with real life people and with salaries and, you know, their livelihoods sometimes as well. Yeah. It's very tricky to deal with their emotions and it's never easy to maybe ask somebody to leave or, you know, reprimand them in the nicest way possible. I don't want to be a dickhead about certain things. Yeah. Sometimes if I have to, I have to, but I guess it really depends on the individual whether they can take it or not. Yeah, I mean, I guess army boys in Singapore, they can take some sort of sarcasm, some sort of verbal punishment, so they will, you know, wake up, as they say. But other than that, I think I have to be a bit more gentle with words, a lot of euphemism language, which good and bad. Good and bad. Because you've held this position for over a year now, post-Bangkok, when Andy left. Since then, as I mentioned, multiple departures, a new menu. But because of this situation you had at work where you couldn't hold on to your staff and you were working on trying to assemble a team together mm. and then someone left and then someone came in. Mm. And that also meant that you weren't able to go represent the bar on guest ships around the Couple region regions, and whatnot. Yeah. Yes, you've been able to go to Thailand, went yeah. to Malaysia, yeah. Hong Kong, of course. So doing shifts like that in the Philippines, we can't forget about that. Yeah. But in terms of doing these events, we consider it a massive bar field trip where we're all going there, everything. So how important is this? And I want to touch on that example of when you went to Manila, mm. right? With Lil Nas and Niza, Peter Chua and a couple of others. How important are initiatives like this from the Singapore Tourism Board? How much does it do for your bonding experience and, you know, have that collectiveness together? I think it's absolutely important. I think one great thing about Singapore's bar community is everybody is just so supportive of each other and everybody just becomes friends because obviously because of our industry and also with all these field trips, adult field trips. The great thing about that trip to Manila was a bunch of us from Singapore were going to Manila together. And even though it's kind of a foreign place, that was my first time in the Philippines and to Manila. It still felt, you know, fun. It was still quite safe. I, I knew I had people I can count on. Uh, I, I knew I had people I can call. It wasn't just like I'm just going there on myself. And um, Completely different to yeah, when you first exactly. went to Thailand. But even then, you knew a few people and then you made more friends. Yeah. So when you went to Hong Kong, it was I mean, compared, compared to Thailand, right? Because that was last year and that was my first time actually traveling for work. Uh, representing Tipling, yeah. collecting a, a little scarf and that shaker tin for Asia's 50 Best. I think I have Sego House to thank for, especially Nas and Des and Jay, uh, because they took really good care of me. Mm. I was there, I By was yourself. the only one representing Tipling and I just didn't know what to do. There's all, all these faces that I've never seen before. It was pretty much my first networking event, let alone a major one. Mm. Come a long way since yeah, you're very exactly. shy. Scott Fitzgerald as well, that now is yeah. based in Paris, right? He is also been uh, very kind and uh, sort of a background mentor to me uh, just with helping connect me with people just introducing me to people or if I see somebody that I find interesting or if I see somebody that is like oh yeah okay this guy is a big deal uh, he probably knows the playing club but he doesn't know me so I'll be like Scott can you like introduce me to this guy and then he will be kind enough to, to bring me over and just like shake hands and just exchange cards or something. And yeah, just, it felt good. Yeah, I just feel like Tipling is slowly coming out of the weeds again. I think we've been quite under the radar for a while and just now it's industry is coming back to the bar, which is nice to see. And I'm also going out to other places to patronize as well. And the whole community is just really coming together and just having a lot of fun, really. Yeah, something you haven't always done. I mean, it was last year you started going to yeah. visit more bars. How much has that helped you not only 
only grow as a bartender, but in terms of supporting, I mean, you said we support everyone, but it's also what's your biggest takeaways from visiting other bars and really hanging out with some of the bartenders, owners, um, floor staff mm, and so on? I guess the FaceTime, just seeing people and um, getting them to know me as well. Just like, I'll be like, hey, I'm a bartender. I mean, especially if I'm going to a new place for once and uh, I usually go out to bars alone. I quite enjoy the peacefulness of that and just me being by myself and having a drink and just I don't always have to talk to the bartender but I sometimes they engage me and I engage back but other than that the thing is always it's great because not many people I guess well for the general public they probably wouldn't know that the bar community is actually really really tight probably one of the best bar communities in the world if not the best yeah, yeah. so it's great I mean like there are things that I might need for a, a shift or there are things that I do run out and they'll be like texting the group chat and uh, within five minutes there'll be somebody that replies and say okay I got you something I got I got you some help I've got you a contact for this product that you might need and it's great so it's like every the world just becomes so much smaller when you've got this this community and uh, a means to connect everybody through our whatsapp group chat yeah it's just so much fun like we we share our, our events together we all hang out together we see each other all the time it's kind of like a home away from home and kind of like a very much larger extended family of sorts and yeah i don't think i would have any other way yeah speaking of uh community events you guys throw a pretty fucking cool party every couple of months the tippling tattoo party but based on that as well i mean you've seen huge turnouts for mm-hmm. it loads of people coming yeah. not only for the tattoos but also people do make time to come out on a yeah. sunday and just chill because they because they know they will see friends they, they will know they won't be alone and yeah. it's just i'm gonna, gonna bump into somebody i know for sure even not it's like yeah oh this guy is going here this guy's going there it's gonna be huge and it's just fun it's not like a really like ratchet party where you know people are just drinking their, their faces off it's like in the middle of the day it's a bit more mild a bit more tame but people are just having a cocktail they're having fun they might get inked or whatever and then it's just like a memory to keep for life i think it's cool exactly it certainly is um want to touch on the impact of your boss chef ryan over the years because you've been a tippling for a few years now mm-hmm. what's been the sort of biggest impression he's left on you oh this one i guess it is never do anything for free no no my worth yeah i mean i i am very generous i am i like to think i'm quite kind as a person i would i would go out of my way to help somebody especially coming from a service industry it's my internship you know universal studios you always do the extra step and it's also part of loops and lo and behold kind of ethos and their their code their service code they call it the fashion code so it's always going the extra mile you know helping somebody in need uh see if you see something if you can do it just do it yourself that kind of initiative has been brought up with me and instilled in me since young yeah but now it's just really sort of taking that away a little bit which i don't blame chef ryan for i think it's a, it's a great value to stand by i mean now that i have known no real need yeah, I mean, I guess it really depends on the situation. I mean, if it's not work, okay, if it's work related, then yes, I feel like there has to be a transition. You're talking involved. about women, aren't you? <laughs> talking about work. If there's, if, we'll get to that later, though. <laughs> if it's work involved, like if I'm, I'm going to be using my skill and the knowledge that I've acquired and learned throughout my years of being in a bar, especially at Tipling Club, I will not give that away for free. Hmm. I guess that was the biggest lesson that I've learned. I mean, I would, I'm very happy to share knowledge with my, my colleagues, with my new bartenders. But if I were to do a masterclass for free, I think ask them to fly a kite or think <laughs> twice. Like really, I mean, all these things that I've learned and I've got a massive book of all my recipes. You've got probably over 100 or 200 drinks in there. Hmm. Classic cocktails. Obviously, Andy was the one With that the inspired way. me. Yeah, the grey one. So Andy was the one that inspired me, you know. 
to actually start a logbook of all these things. And I've since then built a bigger library of classic cocktails in the book and it's been nothing but a lifesaver and if anything, it's giving me more credibility as a bartender because I can rely on all these things that I know works and I can surprise my guests or even other bartenders or even in other industry people that, you know, there's this drink that actually exists or this combination actually works. So it's these things that I put my time and effort outside of work to accumulate these things. And if anybody wants to get it for free, uh, I'll send to F4. Yeah, let's just quickly touch on a couple of your pet peeves. What annoys you as a bartender when customers come through? What's the most dumb shit that you've heard? Um, right away, I think a lot of times when we, we present the menu, especially for us, we present the menu and we introduce it as our signature drinks menu. The biggest and the, probably the most commonly asked question would be, what do you recommend? If I was nice, which I am most of the time, I will be like, what, what do you normally drink? Because I can recommend many drinks. I can I recommend yeah. basically everything. And sometimes I do joke like that, depending on whether they can take a joke or not. Even if they can't, I'll just say it anyway because I just don't give a fuck. But yeah, I said I recommend everything. Take a look at the menu. I'll come back to you in a few minutes. Something like that, you know? I don't think that's a very rude thing to say. Some people might think it is. I can imagine it being a very rude, uh, it coming off quite rudely. But at the end of the day, this is the menu. I recommend you taking a look and see all the, the time and effort and the thought process put into creating the drinks in this in this book and yeah just find something that you like and just order if you don't like the drink by all means you can send it back i'm not one to be like you order drink you're gonna have to take it you have to pay for it i'm not like that uh i think most people in the hospitality industry will do the same thing as well i think a lot of the locals and a lot of the asian sort of the culture has always been sort of a very conservative in terms of you know I got something, I'm going to keep it even though I don't like it, but it's just to save face, which is I please don't do it anymore because it's just not nice. I don't want you to leave the bar thinking that you got a bad drink. I want you to continue having good drinks. I want you to have at least a good drink before you decide that, you know, maybe the drink is just not right for you. Always a great chat with Mr. Arathon Gray, head bartender at Tippling Club. One of the boys always loved hanging out with you chilling out, getting fucked up, traveling to random places. And uh, yeah, may you be blessed for the rest of the year. Have a great festive season and um, all the best for the future, man. And uh, if you don't have a reason to celebrate Christmas, well, it's also Arathon's birthday on Christmas Day. Wow. His parents very much thought about this. <laughs> Look forward to your birthday. May uh, it be just as smashing as this year has been. And um, yeah, look forward to the next time we hang out. Thank you, Adrian. Always nice to see you. Yeah, can't wait for this to come out. I'm sure I'll see you somewhere in the bar getting fucked up again. Mm -hmm.